Hi and welcome to the Blab Podcast. I'm really excited. I've got a special guest here today, Christy Campbell, who is from the United States in Washington. And she is all about um, helping women to fix their relationship with food and their bodies by building a diet free and sustainable and making you know sustainable habits that work in real life. She's a mum of three and has a background in training and nutrition and fundamentally she believes that women need to um, have an alternative to the choices as um, you know of obesity and that lies within diet culture she loves to talk about motherhood which you'll find out in the podcast healthy habits and body acceptance through the lens of real life um, she admits she's certainly not perfect herself, but you know, hey, who is? <laughs> and um, she shares her own story about um, her weight loss journey um, and believing that, um, you know, our challenges give us opportunities to grow and shine. So I'm really excited for you to listen to this podcast today. And, um, you know, she gives some great little um, tips in there as well. And I certainly learned something new today from her. So I'm really excited for you to have a listen to today's podcast. Enjoy. Okay, so first and foremost, Christy, thank you so much for saying yes to being on the Blab podcast. It's such a treat to have you here today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your body image after having children, your, your experience with that? Of course. I'm so glad to be on your podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, it is, I'm, I live here in Washington state in the USA, so we're quite a distance away. And when I was telling my kids, when I was telling my kids that I was going to be on this podcast, I think they were super impressed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because I'm in Melbourne, so it's a yes. long distance away. It's a quite a long distance away. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I guess I could start with just telling you how old my kids are. So I have a baby who's 14 months, and yeah. then I have two older children, one who's nine and one who's 11. So I have two boys, and um, then we... We um, had tried for a little while. It didn't. We, it didn't happen. We thought that chapter was closed for us. We gave mm-hmm. away all of our baby stuff. Um, kind of had moved on from that. We moved across country, and then right before my husband left on deployment with the U.S. Navy, uh, we found out we were pregnant with my daughter. Um, oh, and so, nice. it was a wonderful surprise, but it was definitely a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> I had one of those. <laughs> yes. And, and I was pregnant. He left. I was five weeks pregnant and he came home when I was 37 weeks. Oh my um, goodness. So it was quite a, you know, a transformation. And then yeah. he actually was gone for the majority of her first year um, mm-hmm. with the Navy. So he, he's home now, um, but at first, he spent a lot of time away. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the reason I tell you that is because I feel like, you know, body image it, it seasons, right? So the, the first two that I, you know, my first two children, I was in my mid twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, I had actually, you know, before pregnancy with my oldest, um, I was in the Navy myself and i had had a series of knee surgeries. So I've mm-hmm. had 10 total knee surgeries. Wow. And as a, as a kid growing up, I played lots of sports. Um, and so I was really athletic. And after all those knee surgeries, I kind of had lost that. Mm-hmm. And um, in my, you know, my pregnancy with my oldest, I 
Um, you know, I gained, I don't know, 50 pounds with that pregnancy. So my body changed a lot, but I lost it. I lost it pretty quick. I was, I was young and you know, who knows what I did. I probably did some kind of diet and just, you know, fast tracked it off. I felt still pretty much like myself. And then after, after my second son, I gained 50 pounds again and it didn't come Mm -hmm. off. Yeah. And I had a season where, um, I no longer felt like myself in my skin. I felt like, okay, this is what mom life is. This is, you know, um, what it's like when you don't wear clothes you like anymore, when your body doesn't Mm -hmm. look like you remember it, where you don't get to do sports or things that you enjoy. And yeah, you kind of surrender to that thought, don't you? Mm -hmm. Hmm. And it was an, it was sort of, it was an unhappy season. I was kind of searching for how do I get that back? And I I think that's where you get sucked into different, you know, diet roller coasters. You, you get drawn to all of those solutions because you want to feel good again. You want to feel feel like, um, desirable. You want to feel confident. You want to wear clothes that you, you like. Um, and so I, I, that season was particularly hard for me. Um, and fortunately I found like a really good coach, a trainer who just taught me basics and helped me reclaim some of that. Um, those, those athlete vibes I had grown up with and loved. And so, um, I was able to lose the weight, completely change, how I eat. Yeah. And, um, and then that next season for me was about feeling strong and good in my body again, you know, five or or six years of um, learning to lift heavy weights and exercising, becoming a coach, becoming Mm. a trainer, learning all about nutrition. And that was the season that I was in. I felt pretty confident. Yeah. And, uh, and happy in my skin. Uh, and um, then, like I said, surprise, you, you get pregnant again. And I think the reason I tell you that uh, little backstory is just because this, you know, it's still a, a thing, even though I have this experience of I know how to lose the weight, right? I know how to feel good in my skin. There's still this weird thing that happens when your body is in transformation of having a baby where you feel like a different version of you that's i don't yes. know that's how i feel like it's, um, I, I know exactly what you're saying it's um because i've felt this too i well i'm thinking i know what you're saying yeah um you know you've gone through all this effort and time and energy to put this love and work out and eat the right things and all that sort of stuff you know after you've had one baby and then um, a surprise baby comes along and you're like, oh, does that mean that all this work's going to be undone now? Like, you know, I can't be so strict on myself and all that sort of stuff. Is that where you were sort of heading with that? It's like you kind of feel like it's all going to come undone. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it, it was like accepting it almost. Mm. It was knowing that, I mean, I already knew my body well enough to know that I was probably going to put on weight. Like, I mean, you all do, everybody does during pregnancy, yeah, but I, yeah. I, I, I exercised, I ate well during pregnancy. I still gained 40 pounds. Mm. Um, and so one of the things, you know, insight it, during this, this pregnancy and this postpartum period is I felt really aware of the fact that people were watching because mm. I had been coaching for a while, because I had been you know, helping other people feel healthy and do healthy habits. It was like, I knew people were watching. 
Yes. They wanted to see this transformation. And all of a sudden I was like keenly aware of the fact that many people expect us as women to like, we sell we get celebrated when we're pregnant. Mm. Oh yay. Like let's take those maternity pictures. You look so beautiful. You're glowing all mm. of this. And then you have this moment immediately, immediately when the baby's born where same thing, everybody's celebrating you. Oh, don't you, you look beautiful. Like, don't worry. You're, you're mm. perfect. And then they just don't want to see you anymore. Mm. It's kind of like, it's unsaid, but yes. they're waiting for the, the, look at me. I did it. I'm eight weeks, 12 weeks, 16 mm. weeks, whatever it is. It, it's that like that after picture, mm. everybody wants to tell you, oh my God, I can't believe you even had a baby this year. Or like, look at you. You look so great. And yeah, but you've bounced back. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying it's bad to celebrate. Mm when you've worked really hard to feel good in your skin again. But I think that it leaves women in this place where they're, they're very aware that they're not supposed to feel good in mm -hmm. that in between before and after. Yeah. And I don't think it's supposed to be that way. I think mm -hmm. like we shouldn't feel um, because we've had a baby that we one need to snap back to our old yeah. bodies right away. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of women who struggle to even buy themselves clothes postpartum mm -hmm. because they want to be back in their pre-pregnancy clothes. Yes. They don't want to buy this middle size because they don't want to stay there. And they're like, I don't like my body right now. So I'm not going to buy these clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's something that I'm just like very aware of. And, and I've been trying to talk about is, the between the before and after we have to celebrate that time too because that's mm. when all the work is done that's right and so um you know can you explain to us a little bit about why the before and afters are pro problematic and when it comes to our bodies and our journeys and i suppose this is where we get trapped into those um those diet culture industries is where you start to see those before and after pictures you know people feeling sad and you know sad about how their body looks it's usually that before photo and then you've got the oh i'm happy and i did everything great after photo which is which is great that people can you know do that um but tell us a little bit about why it becomes problematic you know part of when it's part of our journey well i think you know i'm grateful for the journey that i've had where i had the experience of being in the fitness industry for a while so i've coached i coached um you know, as a personal trainer, as a, um, you know, a high intensity interval training kind of person, I was a nutrition coach for many years. And I feel like I was doing my very best version of trying to help people in the most responsible way and encourage mm -hmm. them and love them. But it was very much still in the flavor of diet culture, to be honest, because we celebrate those transformation pictures. Yeah. We want the before, you know, the diet industry tells us we should have this before picture where we hate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then we should have this after picture. That's like, look at all the amazing things that you did and you are so perfect now. Mm -hmm. And, and now that I've had some distance in time, not just from having babies, but again, just from experience and in, in the direction that I've shifted to, I think that it's problematic to hate ourselves on day one. Yeah. That if, if we are going to have a before and after, I think we should celebrate that person on day one mm -hmm. who is brave, who has hope 
who is putting themselves outside of their comfort zone, who is working hard before it's a given that it's going to pay off. Yeah. That person's great. Mm. Um, I think, you know, those before and after photos or the before and after scenarios, it kind of gives people the sense of, oh, well, there's a beginning and there's an end. Mm -hmm. But what they don't realize is that beginning of that mindset needs to transform along with the journey so that end photo that after photo doesn't matter unless their mindset has gone with them in the sense that they're doing the inner work as to why they didn't like the way that they looked in the first place and i think that's a really important um, message for women out there as well is just to make sure that you know when you look at these before and after photos that they are taking on board that there's no end date. There's no end to it. It's, it's a continuous self-love, self-compassion um, and work that you're doing with yourself. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times our first picture, um, you know, we're, we're working just as hard on that self-love piece as we mm-hmm. are on the whatever it is, whether it's yeah. starting up exercise or nutrition, you're not in a great spot sometimes mm. there, yeah. but that's, that's okay too, because you're committing to taking care of yourself in that way, mm. but you can't skip that part because if you hate yourself all the way to some destination weight or body that you think you're supposed to have, you're mm. not going to be happy when you get there either. No, exactly. Exactly. And then that puts the pressure on them to keep up that standard that their idealistic yes. body and then that causes a whole nother cycle of um probably binge eating and things like that and this is where you get into the um you know the yo-yo sort of dieting aspect of it so i think the the mindset and that inner work is really important to go along with that journey as well right and if you have a like you said it assumes that there's an end date and i think that when we've we've only committed to ourselves for 30 days or 60 days, or let me see if this thing works for me, this diet, we can already know from the start that it's probably not a lasting change because mm-hmm. you're, you've already framed it that way. Yeah. Um, and it's, I do think it's okay to take progress pictures. I don't think that progress yeah, pictures absolutely. should be off, off yeah. the table, but when we look at before and after pictures, specifically on social media, we need to do it with an eye that says, number one, pictures can be manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, lighting, col- like the, yeah, the way clothes are. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And even if, even if uh, the lighting isn't manipulated and you're really seeing transformation, you don't know what they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have done something very extreme. They could have been on an 1100 calorie diet and hating their life. And now they have this transformation picture and um, you're supposed to admire that and want to copy it. It's supposed to motivate you. I don't think that that's uh, healthy to, to want that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the photos, the transformation photos should be celebration photos of what, what you're actually doing with, 
with your mental health state and your health and fitness or whatever it is that you're doing. And like, you know, if you're going to pick up a dumbbell bar weightlifting thing, I don't know what it's called, (laughs) you know, have a photo with it and like have that celebratory picture and like, yes, I couldn't do this 10 weeks ago, but look at me now. Like I'm so strong in my body and I've never felt so good about myself before rather than going, Oh, I've lost 10 kilos. Like it's a completely different mindset. Yeah. And all the things you do along the way that are not because you hate your body, but because you love your body, because yes. you're, you're going to drink water because you want to take care of your body. You want to eat vegetables and healthy food because mm-hmm. that makes you feel good. You want to buy clothes that make you feel happy in them. Mm-hmm. Even if you're not to where you want to be yet, that's okay. You yeah. should purge. One of the main things I encourage people to do is to purge their closet of sad clothes. If you yes. put that thing on your body and it makes you feel sad, it's got to go. Um, yeah. Someone, I out. was talking to someone recently, actually, and they said to wear what fits. Don't go by the size on the label. Just wear what fits and what makes you feel good. I think that's mm-hmm. a great little bit of advice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because um, the girl who is like in that in-between stage mm-hmm. of either self-care or working hard towards... Um, And again, in postpartum, it's not just changing your body. Your body did something amazing. Mm. So this is a normal thing to have to rebuild, recover, and also, you know, the one that everybody talks about, oh, you're going to lose body fat. But that's just a part of postpartum. There's so many other Mm. pieces of adjusting Mm -hmm. to the baby, letting your body heal, like letting your hormones adjust. So in that season, the girl, the woman in that season of her life deserves to wear clothes that feel good that's right Um, absolutely and not just when some destination body weight finally gets there yeah so what are some ways that um you know we as women or mothers can feel confident and happy without even without have um you know hating our bodies that we're in Mm -hmm. um i i think number one it's it's an environment piece Mm. Be careful who you surround yourself with. And in the age of social media and with, you know, you can take your phone with you everywhere to the bathroom, to bed, to your, mm. to the couch. If you are surrounding yourself with images that make you feel bad, you, it is completely in your control to unfollow. Yes, um, absolutely. Your, your social media can, you can use it like your vision board, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you can have, friends um who like on facebook for instance you can have friends on there you know 500 friends it doesn't matter but if they're putting stuff up on there that you're not um don't align with you you don't have to unfriend them you can unfollow them and then you can choose when you go into their energy space um Mm -hmm. and same with you know instagram and things like that if something doesn't align with you or makes you feel guilty or bad or shame or any of those sort of things you can simply unfollow and then you can always go back into that space when you feel like you know you want to um i have little ones on almost every podcast oh, do you? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. what happened somebody fell down yeah it's okay hard. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That that hair. Um, I know. I just gave him an ISO haircut last night. (laughs) Oh my goodness. It's so cute. Um, 
Well, you know, that was, that's my very first thing is check your environment, <laughs> make sure that you're not surrounding yourself with things that reinforce those, you know, negative body image kind of, um, things that we do to ourselves. The second thing is give yourself permission to catch yourself in the moment. I don't think it's realistic for us to say, oh, I'm just not going to have negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can work towards a place where it doesn't happen very often. And, but I think even the best of us, it comes up sometimes. I'm yeah. not that I'm the best of us, but anybody who's worked on it, it's like less frequent. Um, but what I mean is give yourself permission to catch yourself in that moment and say, I'm doing it. I'm being mean to myself right now. And what would I say to myself if this was, you know, a best friend, a daughter, somebody Mm -hmm. that I love and care about and go ahead and go through the motions of that. So say, you know, you, you might not feel like it, but stop yourself in the moment and reframe Mm -hmm. whatever you've just said and give yourself a little bit of grace. Yeah. And I know that means it might not mean that you go all the way to, super positive and that's mm-hmm. okay too yeah neutral neutral is what a good friend would do right like if yeah. you if your best friend was feeling terrible and maybe she put on some clothes and she really looked bad you know and she was like comes over and she's like what do you think if you were going to be kind to her you wouldn't you wouldn't lie either you wouldn't be like you're perfect this is perfect yeah you yeah say to her like hey you know you would be kind. And so that's really what you need to do mm. to yourself yes. is, is just get to that place. Mm, absolutely. I agree. Um, yeah, I was going to say something and then I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I hate it when that happens. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit ha- about um, how your personal struggles have impact- impacted your mission. Tell us a little bit about your mission. Um, I, okay, I love that you asked that. I like I shared before, you know, I worked as a trainer and a coach and a nutrition coach for a while. And I really wanted to help people find that thing that they were looking for. Yeah. I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, feel stronger. I, I felt really great about working in that space. But again, as I was working with more and more people, I was realizing that it's not fixing this. There's, Mm. you know, this is bandaid. Um, and Oh, I like that term. Band-Aid. Yeah. It, it flipped a switch in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I, and I realized that people are, we have these examples of what we, I, we, we can tell is problematic in terms of um, food that, you know, very processed food, food that makes us gain weight, food that we don't want to eat, maybe a sedentary lifestyle. We can see that and we're like, okay, well, that leads to obesity. So yes. then the only alternative that we see is diet culture. Mm. We're like, okay, well, I need to go in a gym that's full of mirrors and lift weights and stare at myself. And I need to be on some sort of plan or I'm going to go off the rails. I need to see what my girlfriend's doing and copy her plan because I don't know what to eat. Yeah. And, and I saw those two alternatives and I, I realized we're missing something big time, which is, how to just live a healthy lifestyle and do it by creating um, daily habits. And I know everybody's like on the habit train these days, but what I'm talking about is, is living in a way that you don't have to diet instead of dieting, 
and then getting somewhere and saying, okay, I want to learn maintenance then. How do I maintain it? I think that that doesn't work. Yeah. I think that we should start to live differently. And that includes being kind to ourselves and mm. making, and being good to our bodies. Yeah. And when we do that, our bodies will change accordingly, but then you don't have to do anything different when you get to your goal body weight or when you feel good, you're already living that lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, so you sort of referring to more intuitive eating in that sort of respect rather than counting calories and weighing food and all that sort of thing. Yes. And I, but also intuitive eating is, is great. Um, and I think that if we can like eyeball things, if we can learn to build a plate, um, one of the things that, that I help people do is just build a plate that has protein and veggies and quality yeah. carb, yeah. um, and, and healthy fats and just look what that looks like. Um, but it doesn't mean you would never use a food journal. It just might mean that you use the minimum effective dose, right? Just the smallest yeah, amount yeah. of, of food journal or, but it's more than just nutrition in my yes. mind. It's, yeah. we are, we are social creatures. We need a community that supports this, mm -hmm. the same kind of thing where we would have community support in, um, you know, if we were to accomplish something together in any other way, it would be obvious. But for mm. some reason in this place, again, we have two choices, obesity or diet. Mm. It's, it's hard for regular people to say like, oh, here's my, here's my community that supports my healthy lifestyle, reinforces those positive, you know, things that we do to take care of our bodies. Mm. Um, and that includes eating well, that includes moving and exercising yeah. and, yeah. you know, building muscles and bone density, but not because we hate ourselves, but because we love ourselves and yeah. this is just how we're going to live. Coming and from I a loving people, place. Yes. Yeah. And I tell people, if you're not happy with your kids copying what you're doing, then you're, you're in the diet culture land, mm. you know, or the, or the obesity culture. Um, and if you're proud of them copying what you're doing, because you know, it's a healthy lifestyle habit, mm. um, then, then you're in, you're in that zone that I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's not a given. It's not, it's not going to be easy because we're going to go counter to everything mm. we've learned in our culture. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your um, personal struggles around that. Well, I, I would take us back, I guess, then to after my, my second son, before yeah. I was coaching, before I was a trainer, um, I was 40 pounds overweight. Mm -hmm. I was trying everything there is to try. And again, I was really unhappy in my skin and I thought, well, I need to solve this problem. So mm -hmm. I joined Weight Watchers like six times. I did <laughs> all the, all the shake challenge. Yeah. Things I'm laughing because I know <laughs> where, where that place comes from. <laughs> Yeah. I bought yeah. an elliptical machine. I put it in my bedroom. I was sure that I was going to do it. Um, I, I gained and lost the same five pounds over and over and over again. Yeah. And it was that it was very, very frustrating because I looked at women in my life who I knew and I said, what are they doing to just have it be effortless? I didn't understand how they could be fit. And then what did I need to do to get there? And the, the solutions that I saw were the ones I just named, you know, yeah, it was yeah. these different things, but you know, I was buying 
the microwave diet meals. I was buying the, that's what I thought it was to lose weight, was yeah. to use diet foods. I was drinking seven or eight diet sodas a day. I yeah. was trying to do it. Um, and I didn't understand why it wasn't working for me. I figured there was something wrong with me or that I didn't have enough discipline yeah. or that I, I, again, or that season had passed that the time period where I was going to feel good and desirable and confident that was over. That's like a before kids thing. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. It's that going from that matron to mother thing, isn't it? Kind of getting used to that transition. Yeah. But before, you know, but now in retrospect, when I look at it, I wasn't living a healthy lifestyle. I was eating fast food regularly. I was using, again, diet foods sort of as like a Band-Aid or I would get really amped up and do, you know, six, you know, a couple weeks of something strict and then I would quit because it's not sustainable. Um, it wasn't realistic. I, you know, I, I was in that roller coaster. And so, again, when I think about it, it wasn't that I needed some magic fix program ultimately what changed that for me was changing the basics of how I was living mm. and again fortunately I was introduced to a, a coach and a trainer who, who taught those to me he wasn't like trying to do anything fancy he was like let's work out hard and yeah. want to eat real food and not too much going out to eat and let's drink some water and oh you're not eating vegetables you need those and so it was yeah. very organic mm. but when I looked at a before and after of not just my body but of like my lifestyle there was some fundamental things that were different um, and those are the fundamentals that now are a part of what I help people do because I realized that again I'm not going to give you a diet culture band-aid and then hope that you stick around long enough for me to teach you how to change your life yeah I just quit teaching the diet and now I just show people how to change their life and help them do it with other people who are trying to do it too so it's plugging them in together yeah so and have you noticed a difference within your clients as you know from teaching them the diet culture way to just um doing it organically and wholeheartedly like coming from a place of love rather than hate yes the difference is is that when you do it the diet culture way people still have people have success and i'm not saying that there aren't fitness people who use those tools and do it responsibly you can but the here's the big difference the difference is is that when real life happens you quit the diet culture yeah and what I help people do is create sustainable, real life fitness that works in your real life. So it's going to look different, but if you have surgery, I mean, we have some people who are in FitMe who have had mastectomies, they've had breast cancer and they have had major surgery. And, you know, at day five after surgery, they're not out doing cardio and, you know, going to boot camp class, but they've practiced moving every day. Yes. So they're taking a walk around the nurse's station. Yeah. They practice drinking water and eating real plates. Well, that applies. Yeah. Taking care of yourself. Yeah. I love that term eating real plates um, that you just said. It just like, it's never clicked for me personally before, like eating a real plate, like what actually think about what's going on your plate rather than just chucking stuff on. I don't know why that just was a light bulb. 
But that was really not, good. You're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. It's, actually, it's not yeah, hard, is it? <laughs> no, but it takes practice. And yeah. so, you know, in, in my free Facebook group, that's where we start with people. If you just want to learn one thing that you can remember for the rest of your life, it'll actually make a difference. We start everybody with our 100 plate challenge. Um, yes. And that is building a fit me plate just like we talked about. So yeah. putting protein, you fill up half the plate with some veggies, you pick a quality carb from the ground, like sweet potato or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then a healthy fat, that's your plate. You take a picture of it, you're at one. If you can get to 30, you're in business and then you're gonna get to a hundred and that's a really important milestone. That's dramatic change. That's awesome, I love that. Thanks for that. If I've learned anything, that's one amazing thing I've learned today. Good. That makes me very happy. <laughs> um, what would your number one tip for the women of the world today be around body image? That's a hard question. Number one tip. A few people get stumped on this one. It's hard. I suppose it comes back down to your message um, and what, what you're wanting to share. I think my number one tip is to uh, identify other women who inspire you in a way that is positive and not just makes you feel lacking yeah. or not good enough. And we, it's good to admire people and women, I think are drawn to do that. We like to compare, we play this, you know, comparison, look at what she did. I'm, I'm going to do that too. Or like, why is she doing this and not me? And I think if I had to give somebody some advice around body image, because we're kind of wired that way, surround yourself with women who represent the type of beauty that doesn't make you feel crappy. Yes. Um, and Absolutely. And, and that can be varying uh, in a lot of different ways. You know, that could be different sizes of bodies. It could be different types of energy. It could be different passion in the world. Um, but that will help a lot. Yeah. What lights you up, basically. Yeah. Yes. Um, and one last question for you. What book or movie would you recommend for our listeners today? What, say that one more time. Uh, what book or movie would you recommend for our listeners today? Um, book I would recommend is Essentialism by Greg McCowan. Oh, I okay. think everybody should read this book. Yes. Um, especially if you're someone who says yes too often, you have trouble mm -hmm. saying no, you feel guilty about it, you, you, know, you feel over obligated or stretch too thin mm -hmm. um this is the book for you um, okay and you can get it on audible for sure perfect um, listen, and listen yeah. to it um and let's see i don't you know it's funny it's it's i like movies but i don't know that i have one that stands out as oh you've got to watch this movie yeah um, that's a, a, either either it doesn't matter <laughs> Don't have to I would say yeah. read read that book. That's yeah. where I would go. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Christy, for being on the Blab podcast today. Um, you know, what you're sharing is a wonderful message. And um, yeah, I wish you all the best. Thank you so much for having me again. And um, I really enjoyed this conversation. And I hope that at least 
somebody got at least one takeaway out of this that makes yeah. their postpartum journey or their body image, um, you know, just a, moving a little bit in that right direction. Yeah. Thank you all. I got something out of it. So that <laughs> I'm the one person. Hopefully someone else Yay. will. <laughs> no, that's good enough for me. All right. Thanks, Christy. See ya. Thank you so much. Bye. You have been listening to The Blab Podcast. Please head to samaramanis.com, follow the Facebook page, Body Love After Birthing Babes, and follow us on Instagram as well, which is also at Body Love After Birthing Babes. Have a wonderful day and keep on smiling. Thank you.